Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. And welcome to another episode of Dr. Drew After Dark. Again, we love the emails. Keep them coming, everybody, at uh, drdrewafterdark at gmail.com, drdrewafterdark at gmail. And the voice messages, which um, have run from the sublime to the ridiculous, uh, 818-253-1693. Keep coming with those as well. We appreciate it very, very much. It's my privilege to welcome uh, friend, comedian, Claire Teitelman. Hi. How are you? Doing good. Everything, uh, you're out there, you're doing, come stand up, you're writing. Yeah, yeah, I'm out there. (laughs) So when we started doing this thing, I said, I told him, I gotta get Claire in here because she has a good story. Uh-huh. Uh, do you mind telling that story again? Oh gosh, okay, okay, because um, you know I know it. But yeah, yeah. Oh, this with the story of um, your life of crime. Uh, my life. Oh, right. Of when I was arrested. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Because sure. they, I, did you guys sure. not? Re- I mean, you just took one look at her and you thought that's a criminal. That's a criminal. Isn't that what you guys figured? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah typecast. So let, let's let's start with where you grew up. You grew up. I grew up in Northampton, Massachusetts. That's right. Western Mass. Right. Uh, not Boston. It's right um, nine, four miles from where I went to college. Oh, you forgot that part. I went to Amherst College. Oh, yeah, of you, you course. You forgot that part. Yeah, Ivy League. No big deal. Mm, no big deal. No big deal. But Northampton, you were, you, so you grew up there in like the 80s? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In the 70s, it was like urban blight, Northampton. Oh. It was really bad there. Really? Yeah. It just sort of came to life in the 80s again. I, so it was, when I was born. It was nice. Uh, they knew Claire. Claire. Welcome, Claire. And your family, uh, what they do? Um, they're psychologists. All of them are psychologists. Of course they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, Didn't, wasn't, wasn't somebody a psychiatrist? Uh, well, I guess. Uh, they were psychologists. Yeah. My dad's a psychologist. My mom's a psychologist. Okay. My um, ex-stepfather's a psychiatrist. My stepmother's a social worker psychiatrist. All of them. My previous one was a doomed, which is a kind of, yeah, I'm writing a, a show about it. Doomed for a career in comedy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They set me up for success. <laughs> um, and when did you leave Northampton? I, well, I went to college, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Where'd you go to college? Bard College. Bard, yeah, Upstate very excellent school. Yeah, excellent. Nice Another school. liberal arts school. Yeah, liberal arts, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then I went to, then I went to Los Angeles. Crazy. Yeah. Um, too early apparently because i <laughs> would have been better off shoplifting in my hometown <laughs> probably earlier in life um not as a grown-up but um i Was, oh you yeah. moved to south pasadena oh yeah i moved to south Pasadena. is that your first place you lived um no i well yeah i lived in south pasadena right because i lived with my friend gj's um and gj has a movie two movies gj has a two movies yeah gj likes you a lot um yeah i lived with him and I, his, that movie haunts me Oh really? Did yeah. you see the um the, I did the see. studio? I did make, see. It. What, what's the, what was the name of that one? Frank and Cindy. Frank and Cindy. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty terrific. Yeah, and, and his his documentary was Frank and Cindy too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I recommend you go see Frank and Cindy. It's probably on Amazon. Oh yeah, they're both. You can watch them both mm-hmm. online. Watch the documentary first. Um, yeah. Should we sort of sketch that a little bit? Oh yeah. Oh, well, G.J. Camp, who is a terrific filmmaker yeah, and friend. Um, he is, so he grew up, uh, in South Pasadena with his, uh, mother and stepfather named Frank and Cindy. Mm-hmm. And that's their Frank and Cindy right there. Yeah. I don't want to, I know. My he, favorite part of the whole thing is when they show him, I almost want to play the, the first part of the film where, where <laughs> his dad is in that boy band Oh yeah, and, uh, and he goes, my mom thought it'd be a great idea if she married <laughs> this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's a, he was a one hit wonder. <laughs> And then he spent the rest of his uh, life 
drinking and making music in his basement. Exactly. Urinating yeah. into Coke cans. Yeah. It's a, you need to watch the video, the, the documentary. Anyway, so you entered that household. Oh, yeah. Entered that household. Um, and, you know, we lived there until mm -hmm. we, you know, we're ready to go on our ways. And, you know, it's a chaotic household. Wow. Um, was that reminiscent of home? Um, there's probably some crossovers mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. Certainly a familiar feeling. Mm -hmm. I felt it at home. Um, yeah, GJ and I are a little bit like siblings in mm. a way. Um, but, uh, he, yeah. And so then I went out into the world, um, you know, and then eventually I guess, yeah. So eventually our lives fell apart later on and then we moved back with Frank and Cindy, which was, um, too old to live with Frank and Cindy. He got kicked out of his girlfriend's house for like having cheated on her like a million years ago she found out my life fell apart my car fell off a cliff and what yeah you don't know i didn't know this part oh yeah my car fell off a cliff how'd that yeah. happen oh uh, you know the actor jack black i know jack i don't know if he knows this story oh but, um, jesus yeah i don't know if he knows this story. he might know it by now there's actually a video on, online you can see me let's get this gentleman the car i think it's on my website um but um gentlemen my friend Jeremy, who is a really great director, comedy director, and um, but then he was Jack Black's assistant, and I and, and Jeremy was editing a video for me. He was a good editor, and so I was over. Um, yeah, that would be ah! it. that would be it. That would be it. So I was. Um, <laughs> do we? Does do you guys? Put up video to accompany this show when we do it, or just flash stuff on the screen. No, 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 no. Uh, well, like the the people at home are seeing this now. Okay, all right. Good. Okay, okay. Um, yes. Okay, so we were. That's when they're trying to get it out. Okay, so we were in the house yeah. editing, and then all of a sudden we hear over like a megaphone. Jack Black had just bought a, a Jack Black had just bought a house up on like um, Mulholland, uh. and it was like on a cliff. But he had gone to Hawaii to shoot a movie uh -huh. and he hadn't put up his guardrails yet, which uh -oh. he had to put up guardrails there. Uh -huh. Anyways, so anyways, all of a sudden we hear like, if you have a Jetta, come out. Oh. And I was like, I don't have a golf. Let's keep going. Uh. And Jeremy was like, I think we should go outside. And then we go outside and yeah, there's, you know, a... Uh. That's happening. Oh, that's happening. oh my God. That happened. That's what happened when yeah, you came out me. of that? Yeah, You could see me see it. <laughs> how did it happen to fall off the cliff well what happened was okay so it's up you're up on a cliff but there's like uh what i thought was a flat driveway uh -huh. and it had a little bit of a incline yeah incline or whatever and it was also i will say a very very windy day uh -huh. and so i had my car in um neutral it was a stick shift and it was in neutral i don't know without setting the brake yeah, I don't know where. Oh, dude. I always did that. Like, uh, no one, I never, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I know. So the, and this, the, the, usually the stick shifts have, like, one of those big I know. levers you just pull right yeah, in the middle. Yeah, I had a lever. You just never pulled it. I don't know. I don't Even I after I this happened, did you start no, doing it? Well, the car fell off a cliff and I got an automatic, <laughs> obviously. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> of course. Makes sense now. Yeah, well, no. Makes sense. So um, your life fell apart. Move back to South Pennsylvania. Yeah. Anyways, it, it very slowly fell off. I like, get it. Over the course of like two hours, it just creeped. <laughs> but I'll say one more thing about it. So it was like, I think it was like the owner of like, or the president of MGM that was like on the bot right, right below. Ugh. And um, and they, they cleared out 
it was a glass pretty much a glass side of the house oh my and god and they cleared out all the trees i don't know for viewers i don't know anyways but there was one tree and my car got stuck up in that tree or it would have gone down to that house would have broken through the house oh my god i know it's a miracle mm. <laughs> no i mean you could, could i'm a lucky person you are a lucky person i'm sort of unlucky and then also lucky you you create <laughs> unlock <laughs> very effectively and then luck kicks in i know well that's how you get luck to kick in yeah 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 to challenge god yeah so <laughs> one of those occasions was uh while shopping for sweaters oh yeah okay so i was shopping for sweaters and uh well i wasn't even this is when your life was shit right that you were living this in south is... pass you know no actually this is before this is when my life was good oh, okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the good stuff <laughs> uh this is uh yeah so i was i was was i was okay so i was on my way somewhere mm. and i had a friend who's a thursday promenade and i was gonna drive through through santa monica and she was like why don't you stop by um and say hi or whatever we'll have food or whatever so i contact her she goes i'm an urban outfitters come in so she, anyway so we were just like gabbing at urban outfitters we were like looking at t-shirts we're just like it was friday night we're just gabbing and trying stuff on yeah and you know they have like big mirrors Mm -hmm. you know there so you have to try stuff on i mean you have to try Mm -hmm. things on i mean they are trying to get you not to go into the dressing room yes because they have those big mirrors and they're playing disorienting pop rock Mm -hmm. music Mm -hmm. and it's it is their fault it's their fault too brightly lit it's almost Mm -hmm. like you're a casino like a casino casino Mm -hmm. it's a casino Mm -hmm. they might as well they pump oxygen in there they pump oxygen exactly (laughs) i'm so glad you get it this is not my doing and um so anyways so i try on a sweatshirt actually it's very similar this is not the sweatshirt but it's very similar you stole this one too no i don't this one one i bought with my hard-earned cash um and uh i Although I just moved and I bought this one crying, but I can tell you about that later. Uh-oh. Um, metal I, note. Metal <laughs> note. Here's, um, yeah, this is a magical unicorn sweatshirt. But mm-hmm. um, that, so anyways, I put it on and I said to her, as we do, I said, what do you think of the, what do you think? Do you like it? She was like, yeah, I like it. And I was like, oh, I can't decide, whatever. So I was just wearing it. I thought, I'll just keep looking and I'll think about it. And then if I want it at the end, I'll buy it. Anyways, I forgot I was wearing it. <laughs> And, uh, and mind you, there's an enormous white tag. I mean, it's like, you know, the thing that... Like mini pearl. That, like a giant tags hanging off your shoulder. That huge, like, plastic oh, white yeah. thing that they have to, like, the alarm professionally thing. remove. Yes, you yes. know what I mean? It's not like... So anyways, so we're, ja- we're, we're gabbing and stuff. And then we're, like, near the um, exit or the entrance. And there's, like, a book of these, like, sex books with poses. We're giggling. We're laughing. We're reading it. And then all of a sudden, she's like, I'm hungry. Let's go get sushi. So I was like, oh, great. And we walked. It was beep, beep, beep. And I looked down. And I'm wearing the sweatshirt. So I go, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. So I unzip it. And they're like, no. And there's somebody there, like a security person. They're like, you have to go downstairs. And I was like... Uh, I love basements, but I was like, <laughs> in LA, you never see basements. I was like, didn't even know they were there. We don't it's have like them. A trap door or something. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, but it's just an accident. I did. I didn't. I mean, honestly, you'd have to be crazy to try to steal a sweatshirt yeah. with a huge white. Pla- yeah. I mean, 
I think criminals are smarter than that. Yes. They cut it off or they something, like... Something or they have something to remove it, then they don't pay them or something. Or something. Or they pick... I don't know. But this not... I mean, I'm not... It's, I didn't go to Amherst, but yeah. like I went to Bard. have a right. pretty high IQ. And <laughs> yeah. I know that because I didn't learn to read at the right time. So I had to go see a therapist and oh, said I had a very high IQ. Oh, there was no reason why I didn't know how to read, but that's a longer conversation. <laughs> uh, actually, here's a parenting tip, but I'll save it for later. But um, Teach your kids to read. I, yeah, I learned to read really fast when someone taught me. Yeah, so teach Some your kids to read. Some people have to teach your, yeah. Yeah, teach your kids to read <laughs> yes. or send them to a school where they teach them to read. Oh my God, you, you, went, to a, you went to a hippie school. I went to Smith College, you know what it's called? Yes, they have that experimental school. Experimental. Yes. And basically, my family didn't teach me how to read because they're like, school, do it or whatever. They're busy arguing or whatever they're doing. And everybody else's like parents taught them how to read. And so at reading time, the teacher didn't want to teach me how to read. So she would tell it to my best friend. The teacher who, was some Smith College sophomore. Probably like smoking weed <laughs> right. and like one of my having friends. sex with Amherst College yeah. boys. And, um, or not because there's a lot of... Anyways, not interested in boys over there so much um and so she'd be like go out go into the hall and um alexa will teach you will will teach you how to will you read learn to from you. siri yeah i mean yeah exactly <laughs> anyways she just read to me that's not how you learn anyways um but the, whatever i could continue that story but um should i just tell you this one thing that's like a real mind fuck yes okay so i so then anyway so they were gonna hold me back and because i didn't learn how to read by my six-year-old best friend reading to me and so i go to a child psychologist and they're like she's a high IQ. there's no reason why she shouldn't be reading so they sent me to a public school you know and they had like remedial whatever so i'd go to like during reading time i'd go to the remedial lady which at that time was like everybody who was disabled yeah it was in, in one room yeah and um so like very 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 disabled people and me and um so it wasn't like an ego boost in there um i mean in some ways it was <laughs> it's like i'm killing it <laughs> um but uh but i had this reading teacher i liked who like taught me how to read i learned to read immediately so anyways but what what happens is at reading time she comes in and gets me so i know how to read great but she she's late she's often late to get me so i just circle up with everybody and when it's my turn i read like great right i'm reading better than these other a-holes in the class <laughs> Like, I'm, like, killing it. Reading fast, reading clear. La I'm just, like... How old are you? Slaying. Six? I meant... No, I'm, like, too old. Uh, <laughs> second grade. <laughs> Eight. Seven. Yeah, something like that. And mm. so, anyways, so, but then, like, clockwork, the lady would come and get me, and I have to go with her. And I remember just thinking, what is happening? Like, I can read all year long. I would just go... And like, like, a couple of years ago, I talked to my mom about it. My mom was like, oh, we knew you could read. We just didn't want you we didn't want you to stop seeing her because we thought you were attached to her i was like are you fucking crazy <laughs> like i thought i was like losing my mind like they like i was reading like couldn't hear me or something <laughs> like there was something like so like in my dna that was like not smart like, even though i could read perfectly they're like she's gotta go to her medial like she can read but there is something wrong with her wow yeah anyways so i read great so. good of course um so the sweater's on they're taking right, you downstairs so, the on. so they take you downstairs oh it's just a terribly frustrating experience so i mean i think whatever people who go to jail and who are black and people of color and all this stuff have this experience all the time but a white privileged person does not have the experience all the time that when you tell the truth you're not believed mm. mostly when i tell the truth i'm believed but anyway so i don't believe you oh <laughs> that's okay that's okay that's okay 
Uh, I don't believe they don't believe me. Oh, right, that's well, the privilege of being white. Being white. <laughs> we can so. both be like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And nobody goes to jail or gets beaten. Um, but, um, so, so, but you go to the basement. So I went to the basement. Mm-hmm. And there's pictures of all the shoplifters on the wall. Oh, there's a girl <laughs> who's like 16 or something. She's crying because she had, you know, like underwear that she had hidden in her purse they you know like thongs or something and she's crying and they go um call her mother you know to tell her what happened and to come get her you yeah. know and she's gonna go home this little thief yeah <laughs> and i was like uh maybe call my mom right because <laughs> like why am i going to jail i didn't steal the thing yeah it's an accident that girl, that was not an accident. Those thongs. That was not an accident in that purse. Didn't jump in her purse. They didn't jump in her purse. No. Anyways, so I was like, it's an accident. And he was like, how is this an accident? And I was like, so I told him, I was like, I'm spacey. Like, ask any of my friends. Like, Look in my purse. I you, like, you told me last time you had a bunch of shit going on in your life at that time, too. Didn't I'm you? I'm sure I did. I've always had a lot of shit going on <laughs> in my life, too. <laughs> but you were starting to go to meetings and things and oh, i was on my way to my very first al-anon meeting interesting yeah my unconscious was like no <laughs> you want to heal no, no thank you not me no nope. <laughs> uh i knew how to like really put an obstacle in my way but um well done thank you so much mm-hmm. um <laughs> i can get things done when i want to <laughs> um I oh yeah so I was like I didn't I was like my bag I was like I've sanded my bag I've like <laughs> you know check stubs I've like things to, like put up a towel rack you know like I am not organized are you a carpenter or like, a like I was like you look at this person this is not a person who knows she's wearing there were no a thongs sweatshirt. there were no thongs there were no I see thongs. you're making the making the case, case of how disorganized you were yeah I was like, you couldn't even carry a purse that made sense yeah like I'm the yeah. kind of person yeah. who would walk out yeah wearing a sweatshirt yeah you know what i mean it's like pregnant people and me yeah are in the same category yeah, yeah. and um you're too high in progesterone. they get off for everything mm-hmm. i mean those that progesterone ladies, makes them crazy it makes them yeah um i so he was like and so he was so he was he told me that i was um too old to be spacey <laughs> and i was like but it was actually really uh, powerful uh, a friend told me later he he was like he thought that um that the guy was kind of on to something that like <laughs> like maybe this was a message to you <laughs> well, this no. is a, a life learning moment uh, well kind of that like we could like push this off as like oh claire is spacey or like actually the truth was that i was dissociative he was uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. It wasn't that I was spacey. There was something really wrong. It was either something really wrong with me you were or I was lying. You were dissociating. Yeah. So he thought I was lying. But the truth was there was something greater than being space good at. And the dissociation came from? I think it just came from, it's really funny, in therapy. She's always, I remember for a while, she was like, were you sexually abused? Right. And I was like, no. She was like, you sure? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, so why are you like this? <laughs> Okay. I've never wished that I was sexually abused so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? So at least those guys have Make a reason. Make it easy on the therapist, yeah. Yeah. So he was right. And then he, what, took you yeah. to jail? So then he took me to jail. Um, like jail, jail? Yeah, yeah. They took me to jail, jail. Just classic jail with jail people in there. And uh, yeah, they they pat me down. They did my fingerprints. Um, what did your friend do? 
She left. She did she know this was going to happen to you or? I don't know. She wasn't like a really close friend. Well, clearly she not. She didn't become one. Yeah. Um, but um, at the same time, like we're young and like, what was she going to do? Like sit outside jail? Yeah. I don't know who knew yeah. when they were going to let me out. And by Ugh. the way, they like didn't give me a phone call. Just FYI. Everybody, I hope you all know that they do not always give you a phone call. Mm. Did you ask for it? I sure did. Uh. And it was at night. Mm. So they didn't let me out to like middle of the night and so then i had to like walk to my car by myself in like the middle of santa monica is the most bougie place you could be but um so they processed you put you in a jail cell <laughs> and then let you out yeah and this is yeah so then i was in a jail cell with um you know homeless people or whatever um <clears throat> drunk people and yeah and then eventually they let me out <laughs> yeah and then you had to go to court and everything oh no i this is actually an interesting story I went into high gear because I was like, there. it's one thing if I had like stolen something yeah. and I was like, I'm going to take the rap on this, sure. like whatever. But I was like, I am not getting something on my record that I did not do. I will not stand for this. So I called a bunch of criminal lawyers and I talked to, I called Winona Ryder's lawyer. Mark Ergo's my buddy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, up in like up north, right? In Santa Barbara. No, she, he was the one that got her, Mark got her off the, uh, the, the shoplifting thing. Oh. I anyways. think it was Mark those days, yeah. Well, anyways, I talked to, I've, I've talked to a few yeah. um, people and basically, um, so I met, I, and so I met with this one guy in like downtown LA. And, and her, like, her whole thing too, by the way, women, women will steal, I think I told you this, when they're coming off opiates. Oh, they will compulsively steal as a way to try to feel better at the oh, moment. Yeah. Poor thing. Mm. She had great outfits though. Remember that? Good actress. The courtroom, mm -hmm. Mark Jacobs stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, that headband. <laughs> oh, I wanted to go to court just so I could emulate that look. But I still was too pissed. But... So you talked to all these lawyers? Oh, so I talked to this lawyer and he's such a dick. He was like a young lawyer and he was like, he like barely listened to me and he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't really care. Like, there's nothing you can do. Literally, what we're going to do is, like, you're going to go to court. Make a deal. Yeah, you're going to pay the fine. And you're going to, like, do whatever. It's going to go on your record. And, like, that's how shoplifting works. Ugh. And I was like, but I didn't take the thing. And he was like, you know, you can't see what I'm doing over the <laughs> podcast, but I'm going. Well, there's a video camera um, here. That, that's your camera. Oh, really? Yeah. Hello. Hi. I would have put more makeup on. I thought this was a podcast. It's a podcast. Did I get tricked? And, and YouTube. Did I get tricked? There's these three things sitting there staring at you. This is not what I look like. No. I'm very beautiful. <laughs> yes, you are. And I have clean hair. Keep going. You can't smell me though, huh? Um. So you went to, do you talk to these asshole attorneys? Oh, yeah, I talked to these asshole attorneys. And, um, but I got a tip. I did get a tip from someone who said um go don't you know you can't have oh the guy up north i i like i'd reach out to some fancy attorneys i reached out to winona riders and michael jackson ah. and actually people just call you back ah. it's wild and uh um and uh and the one thing the guy up north said he was like Jackson guy, he said you want a lawyer who's in the district where the district attorney is. Mm. You can't just use a lawyer anywhere because right. you want the lawyer to have Who a knows, relationship yes. with the district attorney. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. And um, anyway, so a friend, actually GJ's girlfriend in high school's mother was a lawyer. She gave me this guy's name. Mm. Thank you. So 
he like listened to everything I said and he took notes. He just like sat there just like taking notes, looking at me, taking notes, taking notes, taking notes. I told him the whole story. I said I wanted to hear everything about it. So I he looked up at me. He said, I believe you. I was like, oh my God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Duh. And he was like, yeah. He goes, okay, what I'm going to do is they got like the footage from the um, from the store. Yeah. And it just like didn't seem like I was like stealing anything. Right. You were looking at the stupid sex book. Yeah. And then leaving. Like, didn't. Anyways. And he was like, so basically, yeah, he was like, I'm going to call the district attorney and, you know, we'll get the, we'll get the stuff from the store and, you know, and I'll tell her that I believe you and, you know, and I'll get back to you. And? Yeah, he called me up. That was it? That was it. Wow, nice. Yeah. Um, was it expensive? Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would rather pay uh, $5,000 just what I paid mm -hmm. than have something I didn't do. Yeah, I agree with that. On my record. And what was really ironic is that I was like making really good money at that time. Mm. So it's like I could have bought like five billion sweatshirts with $5,000. Right. Like wasn't even a nice sweatshirt. Right. Um, switch, sweatshirt and tears. Oh, yeah. So I don't like change. Uh -huh. And I... Um, but you like popcorn. I like popcorn. Sorry, skinny popcorn. Sorry. <laughs> Great. Yeah, this is probably not the right medium it's for fine. It's munching. Quite right. Okay, so actually, oh, I know. Okay, this this is part of the GJ thing. So when I moved, okay, I was I was very very attached to my little carriage house in Venice, mm. and so when I stopped working a lot and making money, and I also like developed this physical stuff, this like terrible stomach problem where I couldn't digest food at all, and I started to look really just terrible and I couldn't make a job, and I was just really sick. So I stopped earning money. But I refused to leave my place because I was like deathly attached to this place. And um, I don't really want my old landlord to hear this, but oh well. And so I instead, so finally I was like, I'm going to have to leave this place. I can't afford it. But I didn't want to. So and I wasn't allowed to sublet. So I, so now I am going to sound like a criminal. Uh oh, this is your actual <laughs> this criminal This is behavior. my actual criminal okay, mind. Go it's ahead. not criminal. It's just you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, Drew. And um, I had to, um, anyway, so I sublet the place. Ah. I sublet it. That's high crime. High crime, high crime. But you said you cried in that sweatshirt. Though. Okay. So anyways, so I moved in with GJ and all the stuff and I pretended to my landlord I was going somewhere else, whatever, it was high crime. And um, I, but I did all to keep this like nest I lived in that I like loved and like, started to hoard anyways so where was i you're, you're, oh yeah so i i went to all these things to not leave my house eventually i was able to come back to it oh. um which is, is that we are now yeah so but eventually i had to leave so i've like oh. held on to this place for like a decade oh. and it's like been my special safe nest that oh. i love and so i moved and i for like two months i just like wrote love letters to my house like, oh. if you're talking about psychos you should have had like a video of me like writing love letters and like touching the walls and saying goodbye I oh. mean, it's all i could do to we, not, we, like, we have something planned walls. for you um, we have something coming oh really mm -hmm. i mean i kissed my floor i mean if only someone was there um <laughs> <laughs> um but when i was younger and i moved to venice and i didn't have any money there is this store, I should give a shout out to AV something or other. Mm. It's this 
fancy sweatshirt store. Yeah. It's a wildly expensive sweatshirt, FYI. And I, it's very soft and I really wanted it, but I like couldn't afford it. Mm. And so over the years, I've many times gone in to try on this exact sweatshirt. Did they know that you have a... I think they a, think like a, I was going to, eventually I'm going to shoplift this. Yeah, you have a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your whole game. Is you... This is my thing, <laughs> sweatshirts. Um, anyway, so then when I finally moved... I was like, I'm going to go get the sweatshirt. Ah. Like it doesn't suit me anymore, but I'm going to get it. So I went in and I bought this outrageously expensive sweatshirt and I cried. And then I was like, no. I better get the sweatpants too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this like really intense sweat outfit. So the dissociation you were having, does that still happen? Um, no. That I mean, I've been in therapy since then. So yeah. I didn't make it to my Al-Anon meeting that day, but I did go to therapy and you've been to Al-Anon since too yeah oh yeah I love yeah. Al-Anon yeah. like 12 steps in general well let us take a huge, uh, huge fan of 12 steps the meetings oh yeah Whole thing. they were under attack for a while I think it's oh called, by who by idiots yeah 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 now back to the show well um so you're you've not really been introduced to your mom's house properly until you've watched some of these videos. Ooh. And uh, this one video is sort of a classic, uh, and the boys in the next room want to share it with you, just so you get a sense of who this guy is. And then we're going to hear directly from him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Here he is. Yeah, he has a like message we're for call Drew. Him? No, he has a message directly for Drew. Whoa. Um, yeah. So this is a guy that we've uh, we've been a real big fan of on your mom's house podcast for I want to say close to a year or two. And they've made contact with him. Like, mm -hmm. they have him on the phone. This yeah, we just recently Riverdale. made contact with him. Yeah, they made contact. Um, and so, uh, and so, yeah, so before we get into the new message, we figured, you know, you're new here. Let's, uh, let's run you through the classics that made this guy classic. Okay. Who love the fuck and fuck good. Black guys who love the fuck and fuck good. <laughs> If you're a hot black guy and you want to fuck me at twenty three ninety five, if you want to move in, you can move in, but you got to fuck me. I need, I need to be fucked a lot, man. Get free food, free rent, and everything else, man. Here's a deal, man. So first impression? So, <laughs> oh, wow. so, so I spend a lot of my time like this whenever I'm watching their videos, and I can't help myself. I literally cannot help and take my hands over my face i mean free rent free food free lease and a key i mean that's a pretty good trade right totally this is what tom calls a cool dude this is a totally cool dude uh, i knew claire would like these guys but so, wait what did he edit this video himself you, um you or is got, this a mix of different things he said oh no, no no so uh yeah this is i mean there's a lot of dead air in these so in order to make it presentable it's a little mix they put so together. this is a bunch of his videos well, well it's, this, it's this one, is a compilation of his first video it's one video oh, okay. that they kind of tightened up oh i see i mm -hmm. see um so that's the first clip and uh you know he has more to say and they fell in love with him when they found this one yeah is we it, had to edit out his number and address okay yeah. men from jail homeless or um you're a thug you want to come move in a friend can move with you too man Free rent, you get a lease and a key. Fuck me. Piss on me. Beat me. Home me now. You see me? You want to come over today and try it out? Try it out, man. If you're in my building, try it out. You want to fucking piss on me? Try it out. Seriously, probably only as fuck, man. I'm looking for hardcore guys. I mean it. want to do it. And I want to deliver it. I'm a hot, fuck, white trash. Come, dump this fuck. So try it out became a phrase uh, known throughout the land. And Claire. same with piss on me and beat me. That's That's how we say goodbye to each other here. Oh, piss me and beat me. I just like that he says you can have a lease and a key. Like, is this person <laughs> going to want a lease? Like, is they really going to want their own lease? I think they're pretty much going to be month to month. 
<laughs> Pretty much. So I'm glad you catch the vibe. Oh, is there more of him? Are you a hot, uh, are you a hot Latina guy looking for a place to live? Too much. So, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, so that video was from like, I want to say about two years ago. And this so. is his Instagram site? Is that what this is? Yeah, was? this is his Instagram page. And we found like, you know, people found his Instagram and, you know, sent it to us like, oh my gosh, like we found the original account that he's uploading to that he's still currently uploading to. It's stuff like this. And so still, this is a still. video that's literally two years after the one you just saw. And this is the new updated message that Wait, he's sending. Is this one people. coming to me? No, no, no. This, Cause, one, cause I wanna... this, one, this one is still free content. Okay. Are you a hot black Latina guy looking for a place to live? Come at twenty three ninety five. You don't have to pay any rent. I'll give you a key, leaves and a key, and you will be the boss of the house. And it goes from mild to wild to kink. So if you're a top and you're a black Latino or you are homeless ex con, come check it out. It's seven eight nine. I'll be waiting, and uh, you're the boss. So he has what we, what we call Claire a bad picker. I think he has a bad picker. He's got a bad. He likes uh, homeless criminals. Ex cons. Ex cons. He doesn't want con present cons. No ex cons. So he, yeah. He's moved up he's that discerning. scale. Yeah. Uh, here's his Easter message. Okay. Yeah. So um. So those first two are are oh, about. Oh, two is that years is apart. that Easter message for me? Yes, it is. Oh my so god. So here's a little context. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, go ahead. What do you want to say? So, so the context is that, you know, uh, up until now, it's been a pretty private account, but now our fans have discovered it. So, you know, Drew analyzed him on a Dr. Drew After Dark uh, with Duncan Trussell, I believe. Oh. Um, and so people are telling him that they saw it and that, hey, you know, just letting you know, Dr. Drew is talking about you. So he responds to that. Okay. Oh. Now, I only remember saying this guy makes me sad. Okay. That's all I remember. Because every time I see this guy, he makes me feel bad. Yeah. Like, like I feel bad for him. Like he yeah. wants to get beaten up and shit yeah. on and pissed on and stuff. Now I'm not making judgment of whatever he's into. God bless him. Yeah. Bless his heart. Whatever he's into, I'm in, I'm, I'm fully in, let him do his thing. But it, it makes me sad to see a guy, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you get, yeah. you get sad when you hear about the rent on the lease. I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's sad. I mean, but again, it's like so many people want things that they never ask for. Well, at least this guy asked for it. Yeah, he's saying what he wants. Claire, I like how your mind works. And he just lets that... that scares works. me, but I like how your mind works. You know, he'll have no regrets unless he, the ex-con murders him. Well, yeah, and there might be some regrets. So here we go. Yeah, so Drew, so this is a message for you. On Easter. Yeah. Dr. Drew... Uh, what was Dr. Drew saying about me? Um, yeah, probably negative. Well, I was thinking scared by Dr. Drew. Because Dr. Drew to me is a fucking moron. I was never molested again. I'm not unhappy. I'm not too, I'm I got a brain, okay? Very intelligent. Very, very intelligent. I don't think Dr. Drew compared to my brain. I only think Dr. Drew compared to the goddamn fucking chicken head. That's like Colonel Sanders. He reminds me of Colonel Sanders uh, with the uh, virus. Hey, Dr. Drew, you hear that? You remind me of uh, a Colonel Sanders with a virus. Go, <coughs> Please, Dr. Drew. Dr. Talk about yourself. I'm going to need to look at me and... Uh, Billy. Oh, uh... There are some people like that in the world, you know? So, I mean, uh, so no, he's no, saying he's all, no, no, no. all healthy. Hang on. My life is complete. 
I can die now. Yeah, do you feel very seen? I, I Colonel feel, Sanders I feel, and a virus? I feel seen. I feel yeah. felt. Yeah. Uh, life is complete. Yeah. And on Easter of all days. Look at how he's dressed up yeah. for Easter too. Yeah, I mean, this is a moment. Claire, I'm glad you could share this with me. It's quite a, yeah, it's quite a sweet picture with the ears. I mean, he goes live on Instagram about like 20 times a day. So if you want to, you know, pop in and say hi. and Oh, like right now? I mean, probably. Huh. Are we set up for that? No, no, but you know what? But I'm sure we could interact with him if you want to in the future. Uh, I, oh, yeah, it, it's a. I, I, I want to hear how he does with Tom and Christina first, and how, how that that's going. That will have aired before this. I oh, suspect. really? Okay. Right? Yep, yeah, correct. And uh, how was that interaction? Uh, you know, it was everything you could ask for. It was oh, great. I kind of feel like I should be with them does, when I do it. Does he like interacting? Um. Uh, Mm, yes yeah 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 he does he does he likes to talk to the people yeah has he found his uh male compatriot that will abuse him properly? um i think from our talk uh he said that people used to be way more down and now it's much harder to find someone to piss on him and beat him is it because of his instagram presence or is it just how the world <laughs> turns uh, it could be his social media strategy. I mean, that could have something to do with it. You mean it's not not good? I mean, <laughs> you, you would think he'd have a, a wider... A, a line. Yeah. A line of guys. Well, yeah. he's about to blow up, though. I think he's about to get way too many, uh, way more offers than he can handle. So we'll, we'll see I, how he deals with I that. I will say that he seems far more... Softer is the only word I can think of when he's not doing the, hey, come piss on me guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's doing the try it, the try it out guy is a little little rough around the edges. That's all I'm saying. No, yeah, he's a real sweetheart when you when you actually get to know him. Is that right? Uh, I think so, Josh. You're the one that talked to him. You said that he was he was really nice, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, he says really nice. Yeah, you can tell he's got a, a soft little heart in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. Let me. Are, are we done with uh, try it out? Sure. Okay. Uh, I do need to um, get one of those t-shirts though. I don't think I have one. Oh, yeah. We'll get you a try it out t-shirt. Yeah, because I got to wear it in honor of... What's his name? Robert? Uh, Robert Paul? Robert. Robert Paul Robert, Champagne. full respect, man. Full respect. Full respect, Robert. Thank you for making my life complete. Uh, a couple of emails here. Ready? Okay. Okay. You good so far? Everything? Yeah, yeah, everything? Very good. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, I feel... I dragged you into this. No, I'm having some feelings about that man. But Tell okay. me. What no, kind no, of feelings? I just... I don't know. I feel, do I feel, yeah, my heart. I don't know. It, it I just, makes your heart hurt, right? Makes my heart, I just but you're smiling. I'm going to give him a snuggle, which I think is not what he wants. No, nor, <laughs> nor would I recommend it. I know, I know. I don't actually want to give him a snuggle. I do not want to snuggle But yes, is that, that's the kind of sad feeling I get. Like, no, oh, this poor guy, that's, that's how he's going to feel connected is through people pissing on him and yeah. rape, raping him. It's like, oh. Well, yeah, good luck. But as you, you turned it all around for me, you, you helped me see that, you know, not everyone gets to ask for exactly what they want. Yeah. And as long as you're not hurting anybody, I mean, go for it. If you want to be a urinal, be a urinal, you know, that's what I'll tell my kid. If you want to be a ballerina, you can do anything you want. I think Claire needs her own set of t-shirts. Um, if you want to be a urinal, be a urinal. Mm -hmm. I can see it now. Okay. Here's some emails. Uh, I was curious if you're aware of the YouTube show, Hot Ones. Oh. Um, no. Okay. Oh, I is am. this for me? No, it's for both of us. Okay. I am. Uh, would you ever consider doing it? Absolutely. I would love to do it. Uh, are you worried about the bodily effects of eating very spicy wings? 
I actually do. Oh, I know about yes. this. I actually do extremely poorly with spicy things. So I've actually kind of avoided this be one. a fun one to watch. It would be the next day would be the fun part. The host, Sean Evans, is a big fan. I'd be interested in having you on the show. Is that something you guys in the back room can entertain? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, could get, uh, we could get some balls rolling. They said try it out. Can I do it too? Can Claire come with me? She wants to see it. I, I'm sure, good for she, that. She could try she, it out. Come with, try it out. Yeah, I <laughs> try it out. But listen, I I really do, and I'm 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 actually literally being treated for reflux right now, and they just said oh, don't eat anything. No, you spicy. can't do it. But I can do it once I've got this under control. All right. Okay. But I would love to do that show. It's a great show. Uh, farts are ruining my marriage. For the last six months, having the most rotten farts ever. These bad boys can clear a room. They are rancid. I, I get it. I eat clean exercise daily, but when I eat bad for a few days, my farts don't smell. Please save my marriage. Hmm. Um, Metamucil, uh, prebiotics, pro, probiotics, all the above. Yeah, or just like, non-absorbable bulk. I mean, also tell your wife to calm down, relax a little oh. bit. I mean, people fart. Yeah, but these sound bad. Like it, clear a room, bad. Yeah, I mean, clear a room. I. Yeah, but it's also, it's not his fault. So it yeah. shouldn't be the end of a marriage. But yeah, don't, eat better, eat better, eat better. Wisdom. Eat better. Wisdom. Whatever. Well, no, I literally like things like Metamucil, non-absorbable bulk is helpful. Yeah, that's totally there's, helpful. There's something called the, so uh, there's the food map diet now they've talked about. Bone broth. I I mean, I, yeah. yeah, bone broth is great. And uh, there's little, there's a lot of things you can do about it. It's essentially irritable bowel and you want to decrease the methane production by the bacteria in there. So you want to, yeah. I do too. So you want to get some prebiotics, some probiotics, some bulk. And, you could uh, have leaky gut. Could have leaky gut. I'm an 18-year-old male high school. will soon be going to Navy boot camp. I've always had Ooh. random days where I'm very angry or resentful, but I found that beating my back with a belt has helped me relieve myself of all anger or I hate. I think we know someone who would like you. I think we, we found a match. We have a match. After finishing this routine, I feel a weight lifted off me and intense happiness. Do you think this is okay for me to do? Because it can it cause any major problems? I'm going to bet he was beat with a belt as a kid. And this is a traumatic reenactment. Oh, God. Yes, your heart is hurting. I know. Humans, man. Humans. Yeah. Just, yeah. So um, it's something that is not good for you. Let's put it that way. I, yeah. I would deal I would deal with other ways of the hate and anger. Go to uh, therapy. Therapy would be the desired way to go. This is some sort of reenactment. And yes, you do relief endorphins and all kinds of things when you hit yourself hard, but it's not a... It's, there's other ways. Not a therapeutic yeah. intervention. I'm in a relationship that has lasted for more than 10 years. I've just realized that I'm in a cycle of no longer being sexually attracted to my girlfriend. But after some weeks, months, that sexual attraction comes back. Is this normal? Is there something wrong with me? Sounds like you're lucky. How's that? Well, I just don't that think everyone back? can say that it comes back. Yeah, but I'm in a cycle of no longer being attracted. After weeks and months, it comes back. That's weird. I wonder if he is an older person. Yeah, it's a relationship for 10 years. I wonder if he's having some like testosterone fluctuations oh. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it 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 has it's such a peculiar quality to it. It makes me wonder if there's something biological going on. I mean, he could take testosterone so he he could, could, oh, tests. Yes, but I, oh, there's a little, that's a little bit overdone these days. The doctors just test testosterone and then replace. Test, the low testosterone is a symptom. It's not a diagnosis, right? Oh, so you want to you can figure out why you have low testosterone. That's mm -hmm. important. So, But yes, you can get that replaced if you're older. 
Are there any uh, voicemails for us? Yeah, there sure uh, are. Oh, boy, let's hear. Uh, hi, Dr. Drew. Uh, this is Jay, and I'm an electrician. And one day on the job, I got a shock from cutting a live wire. It was only going to a normal 120-volt wall outlet. But uh, it gave me a pain in my heart that would not go away. Jesus. I got two EKGs done that said everything was fine. But I couldn't exercise, couldn't smoke weed or drink coffee. It always made the pain worse. Uh, I started to become very depressed. And about a month into wow. this heart pain, I decided to try smoking meth. It ended up being one of the best decisions of my life because I took one big hit. And immediately, as I exhaled, all the pain went away and never came back. Well, yeah. So uh, I was wondering if uh, you knew of any mechanism that could cause this miracle. Uh, and if you would recommend regular use as a protective measure or if I just wait until I do actually get shocked again to do it. Thanks, Dr. Drew. I'm hoping this whole story is false, confabulated. I mean, please. Yes. Think that's fake, Drew? I think it's fake. Although at first I was going, oh, maybe the autonomic plexus over the chest, you know, yeah. maybe the electricity somehow short circuit, you know, did something crazy, damaged this autonomic system here. And even I could even go with the idea of meth somehow. Well, meth sure makes you feel awesome. You could, you could change that biology a little bit, but then him goofing off about wanting yeah. to repeat it, and yeah. I don't buy it. Let's hear another one. Not buying. Wait, it, buddy. so you're don't saying you're saying that he shouldn't smoke more meth? I'm saying he should not smoke more meth. All That's right. what I'm saying. Okay, how to hear you say? It? Oh my God, you got to hear me say it. Try it. Hi, Doctor Drew. My name is Sarah, and I have been dating my boyfriend for two years now. We have a great sex life and a great relationship. But he has a very large penis, and sometimes it's very hard and painful to have sex with him. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm 33 years old, and I have had a child vaginally, so I figured this should not be a problem. And I figure he's large, but he's not overly large to the point where it should be so painful. Do you have any suggestions or ideas? Yeah. I'm sorry, Dr. Drew, but this sounds to me like a humble brag. This is, is a humble brag. It is a humble brag, uh, but it's also a common problem. Yeah. Uh, it is. We, we In Loveline over the years, we always got way more complaints about too big than too small. Way more. Because too big commonly hurts. Uh, and you've got to kind of work it out with him. You've got to find a position. You've got to find a rhythm. You've got to find all these things. And he has to pay attention to the fact that he hurts you which can be tough also. So this is not at all unusual. Um, sometimes you have to see the gynecologist to make sure there's not any inflammation or anything going on, just to make sure there's not something working against you guys. Uh, but otherwise, this is just the liability of having too big a penis. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've had friends who've, yeah. Is that, yeah. This, this mean well, friends? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. Not I, yourself, but friends. Yeah, yeah not, not friends, friends. You know, I have my friends, you know, <laughs> probably should just called, but yeah. Has had this problem, right? Well, yeah. And I know somebody, I don't want to scare you, um, but I had a friend. Hurt herself. Well, no, I'm not going to say she has a big vagina, but she, she dated a guy who was like, like a guy who was dating a girl who was painful to have sex. And then he took up with her because it wasn't. It fit. Because it fit. Hmm? So, you know, some maybe it's just not a good match. Well, there there is anatomical mismatches. That happens and some relationships don't work because of that. Yeah. So there you go. Let's hear another one. 
Hey, my name is Evan, and I was just calling because I'm dealing with a little bit of an issue of attraction to my girlfriend as well. I know you guys were talking about this on the podcast, and I do find myself to be highly attracted to her, parts of her, and I do have struggle with her issue of PCOS, Mm. but I'm a little nervous talking about this. We've been together four months now. We spend almost every day together, and I'm very happy. I just would like to help her lose weight because she also wants to do this, but I'm very subtle about it. But I want her to kind of work on her weight because she wants to do it herself, and I think I would be more attracted to her because I find myself really enjoying her face, like, so much. She's so beautiful to me. But And I was going to ask her if she could go on carotene. We just want to work on a way for her to lose weight. Thank you. Reminds me of that episode from Knocked Up when uh, she's a news broadcast and they tell her, they go, I want you to stand on the scale. Just imagine that you were temp. Imagine the scale says, we can't tell you to lose weight. We can't oh, yeah, just, imagine. <laughs> just imagine. Visualization. The, the visual that the weight, the scale says, to, to, he's talking the around secret. the weight loss thing so much. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, and he first blamed it on her polycystic ovarian disease, which can be something make it difficult to lose weight, but also oh. the excess weight can cause the PCOS. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it's her thing. You, I don't think you ever have a, any position to even bring it up, right? I mean, yeah, no. I mean, she knows if she wants to lose weight, she will. I mean, you can talk about different diet. I mean, you could take on a diet yourself and see if she wants to join you, something like that. Uh, exercise programs again. Ask her to join you. Just want her to be healthy. I love but, the phrase though. I've really been enjoying her face. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could get a. It's quite a compliment. <laughs> really enjoy your face. Like it's a movie or something, a hit TV show. Ugh, huge fan. That face. I watched it last night. Ooh, really enjoyed it. <laughs> I feel bad for this guy, though. I mean, he really likes her and stuff. He's totally. And um, you know, it's uh, this is her, this is who she is, and uh, it may not be different. And uh, you have to uh, come to terms with that. Seems I'm, like from these, a lot of people aren't attracted to their person. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why they're calling. That's it? why. All right, they're calling all the people yeah. who are like doing. Fine. Sex all the time or like not on the phone. Not calling. Yeah. I'm a 25 year old male who's been struggling with pee shyness for the last decade. If I'm in public restroom, if I cannot, I cannot get myself to go unless I'm in an enclosed stall. Mm. And even then I have a hard time getting started. If there's a lot of people in the restroom, I feel a tense, painful push on my groin mm. when I try to force it. And sometimes result in sitting down on the toilet. This never happens in my home, only public. So that's a spasm mm. of the smooth muscle around the bladder, bladder neck. Okay. And it takes, it's a, it's not a, you know, when you're a baby, you don't control your urine, right? So it's not exactly yeah. a exactly volitional, cognitive kind of a thing. You have, your body has to kind of learn to control that mechanism. Yeah. And some people, it's a little bit tight and uh, touchy. It doesn't want to cooperate. Yeah. And uh, that's him. And it's pee shyness, and that happens. It's just some people are that way. Do you think that they're it's, ashamed? Um, like I think they're nervous and anxious and just enough yeah. that, and once, yeah. and, and once they have it, they know they're not going to be able to, it, urinating yeah. is a hard thing. You've got to relax that smooth muscle at the base of the neck of the bladder. Yeah. And, and you've taught it so much to not do that. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. and some people to, to sort of relax it is not that easy a thing to do. And if they have anything distracting them, even they just can't do For it. For me, it's a piece of cake. You're good. You just let it go anywhere. Yeah. Public, whatever. Good. Whatever. Street side. <laughs> yeah. You're good. Uh, voice message. Dr. Drew, I have a question. You mentioned that a lot of girls uh, who are in the porn industry have, who got molested or whatever, have some issues, daddy issues, always going into the adult industry. Why is that? Why is it that when they have issues, they go into the adult industry? 
All right. Well, thanks. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Whoa. Bye. Another happy customer. Um, I don't know that I, I've said that they always have anything. Uh, what I've said was it's not uncommon for people who don't perceive normal boundaries because somebody violated those boundaries when they were a kid will be more likely to go into things where yeah. their body boundaries are being violated regularly. And for some of them, it can be traumatizing at some point. For others, it's empowering, but it's mm -hmm. often because they don't really perceive, perceive those. They're not aware they're not perceiving it, but they don't perceive those normal boundaries. Does that fit? Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> what should we talk about next? Are you having fun so far? Look at, I look at the. Am. Okay, good. I am. We've covered a lot of terror. You said it all, as Howard Stern would say. Uh, let me see. Recently worried about my mom coping with the tragedies of the past. Suggested she go see therapy. She just brushes me off and explains that God will get her through it. How can I can persuade yeah, right. her to seriously seek out therapy? Uh, anyways, piss on me, beat me. I'm home, I'm home here now. Uh, and now you know what that means. I do. Um, yeah, I mean, look, for some people, a spiritual program and uh, the support of a religious community can be enough. It can be for some people. Yeah. Uh, why she wouldn't want to go to therapy, I don't know exactly what had happened. You said she's coping with tragedies. Why she wouldn't want to go... But it wanted to take her to her clergy at least and start there. If that's where she's focused is on her religious practices, get it. Hopefully there's an enlightened clergy there. Sometimes they have groups in churches. And that's really what, again, if it really was a lot of tragedies, support of a group can be yeah. more important even than a individual therapy. Did you ever do group therapy? Um, no. I Just, mean, 12-step has is, a group It's a group process, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Not formal group therapy. All right, another voice message. My name is Travis Hunt. I'm just wondering how I get motivation to do my thesis. Whoa. Um, okay, Clara, this is for you. Oh, this is for me. Is Travis, right? Travis. Yep, Travis. He, he, he clearly is in graduate school. Okay. Yeah, okay, Travis. Um, it's a good question. Um, I also procrastinate quite a bit. Mm. I've been watching a lot of Riverdale oh. and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Why? Because that's what I do when there's something I need to do. I watch teen shows. Why? Actually, do they, they soothe you or something? I find them very soothing. soothing. Although, I went to therapy today yeah. and we think. Uh -huh. So I'm like, why am I watching Sabrina? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the <laughs> yeah, Teenage Yeah, there's a lot Witch. of good television there. I know. It's like, get a life, fire. Um, but I and think it has... What'd she say? Well, because Sabrina, or as her friends call her, Brina, um, <laughs> casts... You know, like... Are you casting a spell right now? Is that what you... <laughs> Someone casts a spell. Um, well, she'll come up with, like, obstacles, and, like, she, like, fearlessly kind of casts spells. Uh, and makes If you could cast things. spells, you would be pretty fearless, too. I would be pretty mm -hmm. fearless, too. Which is a help from her aunties and her friends. Right. But I think... So what I would do, Travis... This is, this is the one with the cat and everything, remake. right? Yeah, it's a remake. Yeah, yeah, a remake of that old one. Oh, yeah, it's a remake. Oh, it's so it's like chilling. a Netflix thing. Yeah, it's a Netflix oh, thing. Okay, all right. Yeah, anyways, but I think the idea of like magically making it through obstacles is mm. appealing to my unconscious. Mm -hmm. So you might want to imagine, Travis, that you are Brina, the teenage witch, and you... You know, whatever your obstacle is, it, you, your thesis, you might want to just imagine casting a spell. Is that how you cast spells? Like That's how this? you do it. You just go like that. You probably read a big book of spells first. Oh. What, and, and what does like Harry Potter say? Oh, Harry Potter. He says his. Yeah, he says, 
He says, Sadawanda. Yeah, something like something. that. Or you also could do sometimes. Or you could work on your freaking thesis. Or you could work on your freaking. You could do that. You could do that. You might want to um, meditate for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I meditate a lot and I find it really helpful. It kind of decreases um, the anxiety about it, you know? And but it, it, the really important thing though is something like a thesis is something you have to work on every 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 day. Yeah. Uh, and so get a structure going, get a get a get a rhythm going. It does even if it's fifteen minutes today. I mean, just get start digging in on a regular daily basis because usually a thesis you have a, at least a semester to complete. Yeah. So it's about starting's the hard part. So, yeah. So just start and then deal with the anxiety by casting spells and, and yeah, just and uh, yeah, do what Doctor Drew says or just cast and a just spell. try it out. Yeah. Um, Wow. Um, what are you what are you avoiding by casting spells? Um, well, I'm working on a project too, Travis. It's not a thesis, but Tell in us about my it. world, it's Come kind on of a thesis. Tell us. Well, it's this TV show that it's pilot I'm writing and it has to do with therapy and stuff. But um And all the all the parents who are therapists? Yeah, it's not about my family. Yeah. Um, but there are a bunch of therapists in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the main character could be me. Could be you, Travis. Send me your... But it happens uh, to be a female resume. in this case. Female, so it's not you. Um, yeah. So it has to do with her relationship with her therapist as well. But um, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of doing it, avoiding it, doing it. Are you writing the, the like a show Bible now? Or are you writing actual right dialogue? Now, I'm writing dialogue. I'm just kind of... So you have the show arc and the season arc and all yeah, that stuff? Yeah. Well, right now I'm just doing... I'm sort of just getting into the juice of it to see what's interesting to me. You know, so I'm writing actually a lot of scenes right now. Yeah, so it's hysterical. It's it's dark. <laughs> it's dark. I hope your thesis is dark, Travis. Well, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I think I'm, it's funny when I read it in my writers group. They laugh, but I'm always surprised. I was like, I find this shit dark, and they're always like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you guys? You you realize where you are right now. And this this is this is this a place shows, for darkness. This is named after dark, after dark. Be- because of all this. Stuff. You belong. That, you belong. I I knew you'd do well here. Yeah. I knew it. I knew you belong to the show. You'll have to come back. Oh please. Yeah. So what's coming up? Anything particular other than you're working on the what's script? coming up? Um, Can people? You have, go to your website to find out where you yeah, are. Yeah, go to. I'm doing a lot of stand up. What's the website? Um, um, com. I should probably update it. Me and Travis should get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Twitter handle? And my Twitter handle. Oh, that's good. At Claire Pickle. I use Instagram a lot. Mm. Follow me on Twitter. Is, but is that also Claire Instagram. Pickle? Yep. I'm on Facebook. And where'd that come from? Claire Pickle. Oh, GJ called me Claire Pickle when I was younger. So, yeah. Oh, I changed my last name. Oh, what did I? Oh, he called me. He used to call me Claire Pickle when I was younger. Yeah. But then when I was, I changed my last name for a little while when I moved to L.A., and I was going to call myself Claire Pickle, but I decided against it. It's a wise. I wise. was wise. Yeah, wise. All right. Uh, anything else back in the back room? We've uh, set it all out here. No, yeah. You uh, you got it. Great job, We've. Uh, this was fun. It's good to see you. It was so good to see yeah, you. Yeah, we'll, so we'll have to do some more again. Okay. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. 
Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.